This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. February 29th is Music Heal's Mental Health Day at KEXP, where all day the station reads stories and plays listener requests of the songs that help people through their mental health struggles. In honor of Music Heal's mental health, today in the podcast, we're going to revisit a conversation from 2021 from our parents and music series called Apparently. On this episode, Rachel Stevens speaks with Ella Voss about gaining success as a solo artist after becoming a mother and battling postpartum depression, and how that depression led her to write one of her most popular songs. Lauren Salamone says that if she had never gotten pregnant, she would have never gone solo in her career. She was a touring pianist with other bands for years, but a kicking baby pushed her to want something more. So I was touring with Borms, and we were in the UK, and I was about seven months pregnant, maybe six. And I was sitting at a bar, not of just being really, really mad that I couldn't have a drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I realized that I was never going to be happy if I didn't perform my own music. Lauren almost immediately decided to put out solo music under the stage name Ella Voss. So I decided to quit my touring gig and write my own music. And my first song ended up being about my son and just the, the loneliness of being a new mom. White Noise is, it was written while I was in like probably the worst of my um, postpartum depression, but not really, hadn't been diagnosed yet. My son was only six, five weeks old. And I, I didn't realize how, I mean, it was just early days. I, I had no idea how bad I was and that I, that I was suffering. My husband at the time had gone on, left on tour. So I was also all alone. So I was all alone with this five week old and I was working with this producer and like, I was telling him like, I'm going to keep writing. So every day I was kind of like carrying this baby around, like writing lyrics in my head and um, just like jotting stuff down. And I was in his, his room and I was so sick of the white noise machine <laughs> I was just like, and like it wasn't working. If you haven't had a child in the last decade and a half, you might not know that white noise machines are basically standard issue when you have a baby now. They are usually very soothing for babies because it sounds like they're back in the womb, but they're also usually pretty maddening for parents. And I was so exhausted and like, I just wanted Renee to go to sleep for a nap. Because I was so sleep deprived and I was just just crying and started started writing. I had the melody already and, and I was trying to fit words to it and I just wrote like because it's all white noise. Because it's all white noise swallowing me. And um, oh my gosh, it gives me like, sorry. No, I am tearing up, Lauren. Like, okay. I don't know. I'm just like feeling very emotional with you and like kind of like also very um, kismet and okay. justified that this song that I love is about this f- 
fucking white noise machine that I hate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> <sighs> it's a white noise following me. Taking your heart and I'll be free. Because it's a How did you find out that you were struggling with postpartum depression? Ugh. It was maybe when Renee was nine months old. He wore me down with the breastfeeding. I hated breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. I hated it so much. And <laughs> it, around like nine months, I realized I was so unhappy that I just needed to stop breastfeeding. Like mm -hmm. there was... I, I, I had been so hard on myself about it, which is, I think, really common. Yeah. And when I stopped, I realized, like, such a relief. Just, I had just enough clarity that right then where I was like, I am not okay. Like, I, I need help. I, I, I think I just realized, I think I'd just been in denial about it. And yeah. so was everyone around me. Really? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Because I would hint at stuff. I would hint at how I was feeling and everyone would tell me like, you're just tired. But I did realize like, I'm not okay. But I decided like, I was, gosh, I was just so stubborn. I was like, I can do it on my own mm -hmm. and I'll just do it with music and I'll do it yeah. through my music. And I like talked about that in like interviews at this time, Lauren was giving tons of interviews for her new first album, The Words I Never Said. She was putting on the facade of having it all together. She was saying that it was hard, but that she could do it on her own. And this is a common expectation that parents, mothers especially, put on themselves. I know how lonely this struggle feels, but I'm learning that I'm not alone, that you're not alone that almost one in five mothers in America experience clinical postpartum depression. That means that they actually went and talked to someone, talked to a professional about it, and that 70 to 80% of women go through some kind of hard time mentally after giving birth. That's a ton of us. So when her son, Renee, was about a year old, Lauren finally got on antidepressants. This wasn't the end of her mental health journey. This is actually maybe just the beginning. So I have my son. I have postpartum depression. I Your partner's on tour. My partner goes away on tour for like six months on and off. Yeah. I already, to begin with, didn't want to have a baby. Really? So, no. That is so interesting. Was it? An accident? Yeah, it was an accident. Mm -hmm. I was already thinking that I was not going to stay with my ex. Mm -hmm. Like, I already was like, I don't really want to be married to this person. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant. So I was like, well, I'm going to make it work. And, you know, this is, this. I'll just, it'll be a good thing. It'll fix, it'll fix things. It'll make me want to be in this relationship. So I told myself, mm -hmm. so yeah, so I already didn't want to have a baby, So, but then I have a baby. I kind of like push myself into, you know, mom world. Mm -hmm. I have success with white noise. 
I go on my first tour and I find out that I have lymphoma, which is a type of blood cancer and it's in my spleen. And I basically, I, I stay, I keep doing the tour, but I'm extremely sick. And I had been sick up until like on and off this entire time, like always getting sinus infections and just getting run down and just being exhausted. So finish this tour and then uh, went into cancer treatment right after that and kind of for the like first time got to like rest and mm-hmm. sleep. And I got to lay around and I got to be alone. Mm. I realized during that time that like I needed to make drastic changes in my life. The clarity from this time led to Lauren and her husband mutually deciding to divorce. While finishing up treatment and going through a divorce, Lauren also found out that she had an immune deficiency that was the reason she was getting so many infections. This is all after suffering from postpartum depression and a cancer diagnosis. Through all of this, Ella Voss was putting out a second album, aptly named Turbulence, which came out last year in 2020. It's about like going through it and coming out, coming out better on the other side and celebrating that. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. I do feel like a, a very much like a rule of threes kind of vibe and, and thing around, around a lot of things, but this, that like now you're working on your third album. Yes. Um, you feel like this is like a trilogy or like a uh, beginning, middle and end kind of Oh my god! For your life, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just love how you said that. In this third chapter, Lauren is refocusing her sights after a ton of turbulence, and she owes a lot of this clarity to therapy, which she said literally changed her life. I learned that my feelings were okay, which mm. I just didn't. I really didn't let myself trust my intuition, trust my feelings. Kind of was always telling myself that I was, I didn't know what I felt. Hmm. Um, and so we like did, we did a lot of therapy around my postpartum depression. Like that took years to, to get to the point where I'm not like stressed and anxious. You don't know about me. that I like faced my depression like I had been depressed for over a decade and yet finally faced that and started taking medication for that just going to therapy through my entire divorce like helped so much with like co-parenting and now I look back and I'm like I don't know how I would have survived without (laughs) without a therapist like I just don't know how because I, I was so, I mean, I was there, uh, there was a point where I was like almost suicidal and I really feel like strongly that everyone should have a therapist and that it should be accessible to everyone. Through being able to finally feel her feelings, Lauren discovered new brightness in her life. She fell in love with an old friend who is also a musician and they got married in October 
And how is her son Renee doing through all of this? He's doing so good. I mean, I think it was a challenge when when we first divorced and we were, you know, when I was alone and then having this new person in his life and the pandemic starting like was probably a lot for a five, four or five, six-year-old, but um, he seems to be thriving now and he loves music. And so he has two dads that are both musicians. And so he's just getting, he's just loving learning guitar and, and he's going back to school now and he's, he's really happy. Renee is six now. Looking back at the past six years, I asked Lauren if she had any advice for new parents, you know, asking for a friend. Yeah, I think it really, it's cheesy, but it it takes, it literally takes a village. It does. And I think being open to having help is really, really important and something that I wish we were more open to. Ironically, when Lauren was going solo was when she needed her village her community, more than ever. Lauren had been depressed for about a decade, but what postpartum depression does is it adds this weight onto your life that pulls you down deeper into the darkness. So whatever you've got going on, postpartum depression just makes it heavier, making it almost impossible to keep your head above water. Yeah, it's a really huge step to acknowledge that you're feeling down. And I feel like in doing that, you're already doing something good for yourself. So I feel like you should be encouraged that you're taking a step. In acknowledging that Lauren needed help, she was able to find her lifeboats. Lauren taught me that living life to the fullest as a parent, as an artist, as a partner, means getting help where you need it and even where you want it. I'm Rachel Stevens. I struggle with postpartum depression, and this is Sound and Vision for KEXP. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.